Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, oh God. Thank you for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. We thank you that we are alive to be in your presence today. There is none like you. There is none that we can compare with you. Your goodness endures forever. Your mercies are new every morning. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And let's talk to the Lord and say, Lord, even as we approach your word this morning, we pray in the name of Jesus that minister to me personally. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. One word from God can transform your life. So let's talk to the Lord and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let me hear your voice. Let me hear your word. And as I hear, help me to be a doer of the word of God. In the name of Jesus, not just a hearer, but a doer. Reaping the benefits thereof. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let's talk to the Lord. Let me be that good ground that receives the word of God. And bears a mighty harvest. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I receive words to speak. Lord, everyone under the sound of my voice, both here, online, across the nations, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, oh God, give me the right words to speak. Let me know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Let the oppressed go free. Let the sick be healed. Let the discouraged be lifted up. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let the lost come to Jesus and find him and serve him and abide in the house of God forever. Thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In this season, um, and let me say this, because sometimes we have some people, one time somebody sent a letter from um, Trinidad, um, Colorado, and he said, I watch you online all the time, and I like how you say, in Jesus' mighty name, keep saying it, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> but the thing is, God wants his very best for each and every one of us. And I pray in the name of Jesus that in this season, may you experience God's best in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Let me also say this. Um, sometimes, you see, when, people, when you come to church, you come to receive the word of God. If you are watching, you come to receive the word of God. And um, you, you see, like this whole week, um, I haven't, from last Sunday, I went to a site and I checked the news uh, site that report, a Christian website that reports the news. And I haven't checked the news the whole week. So I'm not here to preach to you the news because I don't know what's on the news. The news is already out there. You know what's on the news. I'm here to re let you receive the word of God. You face different issues, your children, your marriage, different things, the call of God on your life. That is what you are looking for answers to. What's on the news is already out there. And if it's something major, usually I'll find out. Some, some way, somehow, I found out that there are storms going through the country. Jesus, when something significant happened, notice this. This is not my message, but sometimes it's, it's good to preface it with this. Luke chapter 13, notice what Jesus Christ said. Luke chapter 13, verse 4. When, when something disastrous happened, he says, On those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? So some tower fell somewhere, like some apartment collapsed somewhere. Something happened. Some way, somehow, he found out, and he, was, he made a comment about it. Then he continued with his preaching. He says, I tell you now, but unless you repent, you will like, all likewise perish. So the focus is not the tower falling. The focus is delivering the message to people so people's minds can be changed. Very important. I just wanted to preach because sometimes I, I mean, people ask me, Do you hear this? I didn't hear it because I didn't, I didn't read it. I, didn't, I don't know about it. Today's news will be, I mean, dead news tomorrow. I am a child of the living God sent to proclaim the word of God and to see life change. Amen. I thought I'll just preface that with the message with that. Okay. So, in this season, we've been looking at this word 
this Greek word called proton. 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 And proton means, this, this is the word that Jesus Christ uses a lot throughout the Gospels. And last week, we started talking about seeking the kingdom of God first. So when you, if, you, if you are not saved, if you are not a child of God, um, the, your choices are between good and evil. This message is for good people. If you are a child of God, most of the choices that you face are going, most of the time, are going to be between good. So you have so many decisions, so many choices in, in life. Which job should I take? Which church should I be in? Uh, um, should I read my Bible? Should I pray? Should I stay, steady, stay, steady my notes? Um, these are the choices that I have. These are all good choices, but which one do I choose? So Proton deals with the first in rank, the first in time, and the first in value. The first in value. So you have so many decisions to make. You have so many choices to make, and some of it is good, but Jesus Christ, in the messages that he gives us, and we must take his word seriously, if we don't want to get surprises when we get to heaven, the choices that he gives us helps us that when we have so many good choices, when we have so many things to do, uh, which one comes first? And that is what we are studying. Because if you can identify which ones are first through the teachings of Jesus Christ and make the right decisions, then not only will we make it down here, but when we get to heaven, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will hear the story, the testimony from God, that good and faithful servant, you have done, you've done what you are sent here to do. Amen. Because ultimately, the question that people ask is, why am I here and what am I supposed to do? What is the will of God concerning my life? And the choices, the decisions that we make goes to impact that greatly. So let's look at, let's look at some of them and then we will, we will pause and focus on the main ones for today. So when we look at, when we look at what Jesus Christ said, some of the first, the protons that Jesus talked about, let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Thank you, Lord. If you are online, share this message with somebody. It can change their lives. Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. He says, But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, proton, proton. Be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. He's saying that if you bring your gift to the altar and you remember, I always used to read this verse this way, that if you have something against someone, that's not what Jesus is saying in this verse. He says that if you remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. So the offering of the gift is important, but he's saying that, look, if you have an issue with your brother, go and settle it first. Your relationships, having good relationships uh, is very important. Go and take care of that first, then you can come and offer your gift. And we'll see why in this lesson, why having good relationships is important. Let's look another, at another proton. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, which is what we focused on last week. He says, thank you Lord. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek first, proton. And in this, in this verse, Jesus is talking about the basic necessities of life. He actually is talking about worry. In verse 31, he says, don't worry about saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? These are things that Jesus know, knows that we need in life. 
but he's saying that look i know that as you walk down here you need all these things but don't let them be the focus of your life seek first proton the kingdom of god make the kingdom of god your priority and everything else will be added to you i don't know anybody in this world that offers that so seek first the kingdom of god let's look at another one in matthew chapter 7 matthew chapter 7 verse 1 to 5 thank you lord jesus matthew 7 1 to 5 he says judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured back to you and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes but you do not consider the plank in your own eye or how can you say to your brother let me remove the speck from your own from your eye and look a plank is in your own eye hypocrite first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes so he's again talking about people he says don't judge and in another place in second first corinthians he talks about the fact that we the saints will judge angels so if you keep this in context he's talking about people who are overly critical some people criticize everything and they look for the negative in everything to the extent somebody said don't criticize the other person till you've done more than them so he's saying that before you go and look before you go and look for a speck from somebody's eye look there is a plank on your own eyes he doesn't say that maybe there is a plank there he said there is something there don't 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 ignore that and go looking for the speck i mean how can you how are you going to be able to see the speck in someone's eyes when there is a plank on your own eye so don't be overly critical so you see somebody sometimes somebody will say oh i have the gift of discernment uh but the gift of this really there's nothing like that in the bible there's the gift of discernment of spirit but anyway this person will say i have the gift of discernment and the gift of discernment is only for seeing the wrongs and faults in people if you turn that gift on yourself you will stop being, being like that <laughs> amen and, and, and what you see if you look look at things and you you see it from a wrong perspective it can affect the way you see things one time somebody went for a doctor and if you ever be a dentist if you ever been to a dentist and they remove your even one of your tooth uh, it's not a funny thing so they went to the dentist and the dentist did an examination and when it came to the point of removing the tooth they took out the tooth, but after the, the procedure was finished, they realized that they are taking off the wrong tooth. Oh, my. <laughs> Not even funny. So I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, a wrong judgment in situations can cause a whole lot of issues. And we'll get into that in, maybe in detail in another lesson. But this is another first. He says, first, before first before you look at the speck in your brother's eye look there is the, the plank is there whether you realize it or not i pray in the name of jesus may god help us to judge our own self first in jesus name amen, amen. that's another proton now the next the next one here you, you find a lot of this in in the book of matthew notice notice matthew chapter 12 matthew chapter 12 verse 25 matthew chapter 12 verse 25 he says, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to dissolution, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his good unless he first, that's another one, proton, binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. He's saying that, look, they were attributing the works of Jesus to, to Satan. He said, don't, please don't do that. If I'm a child of Satan, then who are you? You are even in a worse condition than I am. 
That's not the truth. I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God. Then he goes on to say that, look, if you are going to go into a strong man's house and plunder his goods, you must first take care of the strong man. You see, so many times, not all the time, the problems, the situations that we face have a spiritual root. Until the spiritual is taken care of, till the spiritual part is taken care of, some things will never change. You may be fighting the issue from a natural standpoint. Sometimes it may do with, with, with the relationships that you have. It may do with your children. Last week they were praying for, 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 for the salvation of our loved ones. If you don't deal with it from a spiritual standpoint and you are only dealing with it from a natural standpoint in some cases you will not be successful. Before you can plunder the goods from the strong man's house you have to. You have to bind the strong man. First take care of the strong man. When you take care of the spiritual side, the natural Will, will follow you don't have to worry about that so she says that take care of the spiritual side first bind the strong man behind the situation and when you have done that you can plunder his goods that's another first then in matthew chapter 22 verse 37 thank you lord jesus he says jesus said to, said to him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God, see, he sees that this is the first one that you need to take care of. The love of God, the love for God with your all, all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the starting place where everything flows from. And if you love God, you will want to give him your very best. The very best years of your life in his service. The very best of your finances. The very best of your talent. People, I mean, even, like we talk, we talk in, even in the world, in the army, in sports, people look for the best years of people people's life and so god he says that we really jesus said this is the first love the lord with your all get that settled first it is so important that we love god with our all i pray in the mighty name of jesus so many things can try to stand in the way but if you are really going to make it down here jesus makes it clear for us that love the lord your god with all all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind i pray in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ may the love question be settled in your life today who is first when you wake up in the morning god comes first before the well-being of your stomach before everything else god comes first the, your quiet time that you spend with God in the morning. Sometimes I like, I like when I wake, I wake up to, 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 to say good morning, God. Good morning, Holy Spirit. He's the first person that I acknowledge. Then you pray. Then you read your Bible. Before you step out into the day or before you do anything else, God must be first. You seek him first. You love him first. In your decision making, you put him first. I pray in the name of Jesus, receive the grace to put God first. I said receive the grace to put God first. Then he says, that on these two, out of that, there will be a love that flows to other people. And on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Let's go to the next one. Matthew chapter 23. Matthew 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. From verse 23. Notice what Jesus Christ said. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithes of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These things, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a nut and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and this, but inside uh, they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. 
blind Pharisees first cleanse the first another one proton cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also the outside of them may be clean also he said that you you do all these things and neglect the other but you should do this and then take care of the other first as well he, he says blind guide you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a nut and that is like a mosquito but you swallow a camel you're saying that look take care of these things justice mercy then also come and offer your tithes and your offerings and all those things but he says first these people were more concerned about the outside clean the inside first take care of the inside first then you can take care of the outside you see when we love god we will love what he loves and the bible says that man looks at the outward appearance but god looks at the heart he checks the condition of our heart and the state of our heart the state of our relationship with him these people were more interested in the outside in the on, than on the inside and sometimes in relationships you you will find that sometimes people try to compensate for a lack of beauty a lack of being of of looking good on the inside with the outside but god sees everything for for instance the antelope uh, it's not a very strong animal but it can run very fast but the lions, and it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of strength, but the lions keep feeding on the antelope. So to compensate for that, it, has, it can run very fast. And not only that, the lions keep feeding on them, but they can also produce a lot. So if you are going to feast on me, I'm going to outproduce you. It's in a way, that is what they, are, what, what they are doing. But you see, God is interested in our relationship and our work with him. I pray in the name of Jesus in this season, may you not neglect your, in, your walk with the Lord on the inside. Now he says, love the Lord your God, then it will flow into the relationship. But don't take care of the outside first. It is, it is good to take care of the outside, but that is not the main focus. God looks on the heart. He checks what is on the inside of a person. So take care of that first then you can take care of the outside so these are some of the first that jesus talks about and if we take his word seriously we will have gone a long way now let's go back we are talking about having successful relationships so let's go back to back to matthew chapter 5 matthew chapter 5 verse 22 he says this, this how, these are the words of Jesus, so they have to be taken very seriously. He says, verse 23, he says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar, and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift." why is jesus he's saying that is why is jesus interested in us having successful relationships the gift is important but he said that go and take care of first of the issue that your brother has against you or sister has against you because the people that you see every day and how you treat them it's very very important to god having success in our lives we have so many relationships you have a relationship with your with your parents you have your the relationship with your with with children with your extended family you have your relationship with your employer we have your relationship with business partners different kinds of relationships and jesus is interested in us having good relationships why does jesus want us to have successful relationships first number one reason is that you we must have good relationships a successful relationship because when you have a successful and good relationships with other people it proves that you are not a liar first john chapter 4 verse 20 notice what notice what what the apostle john writing 
to Christians tells them, he says that if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar for he, he who does not love his brother whom he has not seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? He's saying you are a liar. The person that you see every day. He says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has not seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? So he said, let the gift on the altar, please. And go and settle this issue with your brother or your sister. If not, you are not you, you are telling you are telling lies. You see, how would you feel? Is for me, if, if someone came to my office, I asked who is there, and they said, Oh, there are a bunch of liars outside the office waiting to see you. If someone knocked on your door and you said there are liars outside your door, you, the first question is, What do they want? See, no one, I mean, no one wants to, I mean, wants that. So God is saying that, look, if you say you love me. But you hate the person that you can see. Uh, that's bad company. Ba bad company. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May God help us to love the people that we see every day. When the lockdown came, we, 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 we were at home a lot. I, and then I said, look, right now that we are all here, we have to get, get along. We, <laughs> we are all in a lockdown situation. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the people that you see every day, your husband, your wife, your children, your employer, the people that you work with, every day that you see them, may God give you the grace to extend his love to them. Because it affects your relationships spiritually with God. It proves God does not want um, a bunch of lions to come and watch. So he says, you go, 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 and, go, and, go and take care of that. Very, very, very important. He says, two, having good relationships proves you are not a murderer. This letter is written to Christians. These are strong words. First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. Verse 15. He says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. This is so important. Again, if someone comes to knock on your door, you say, ah, who is out there? And they say, the person I wanting to see you is a murderer. One time, someone, someone was with, with someone, and not sure whether the person had become saved on, on um, a child of God or not, but they realized that they had a history of murder. And as soon as they found that out, it, they, they, became, they became a little nervous. The, people, the person that you see, he says that if you hate them, that's a strong word. It says, no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. I pray in the name of Jesus, may the love of God flow out of us to rich people in the name of the Lord Jesus. I don't hate anybody. No, 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 no. I, I, I love everybody. My desire is that everyone in the world will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and be built up. You shouldn't have any quarrel. One of the, term, the thermometer of how spiritual you are is your ability not to have a quarrel with anyone. It, it, it's, it's so important. I don't hate anybody. Sometimes when elections time comes, the hatred out of people comes out. It gets to a boiling point. I don't hate anyone. I love every, everybody in the world. White, black, everybody, Asians, everyone. The love of God flows. My desire is to reach everyone with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look, when we get to heaven, 
if you are a child of God, you will be there. If you are not a child of God, you will not be there. And at the end of this message, you have the opportunity to become a child of God. But we are, we are going to have to get along in heaven. So the earlier we start getting along down here, the better for all of us. <laughs> when we get to every tribe, every race, every people from every background, we will all be there. So while we are down here, we better learn to get along. And the enemy is the one that causes division, that causes confusion, that causes division. I pray in the name of Jesus, any hatred, sometimes it is hidden in your heart till you get poked a little bit, then it comes out. It's not obvious on the surface. I pray in the name of Jesus, don't get involved in hating. We love everyone. God has principles by which we, la we live, but the Bible says when it comes to your brother, your sister, don't have hatred in your heart against them. No. Love and love sincerely and genuinely. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Your ability to maintain peace with everyone is a sign of spiritual maturity notice what the bible says in romans chapter 12 romans chapter 12 thank you lord verse 18 because sometimes it's not easy to love to love people he says but if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men as much as depends on you live peaceably with all people because sometimes it's not it's not possible to do that sometimes it's not an easy thing to do sometimes the people won't even talk to you but if it is possible on your part sometimes they may have been offenses sometimes they may have been the grievances but if, if it is very possible please live at peace with all people it will save your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not, sometimes, you see, sometimes, for instance, the things that people do to you are very hurtful. And forgiveness is, is, is not an easy thing. But as much as lies on your part. Joseph, you see, let, let, let me give you a background to the story of Joseph. Because sometimes, in some cases, where there is an abusive relationship, where there is an abuse, and when people need to be forgiven, we will have to check if they, are genuine, they have genuinely repented and, and they have come out of whatever caused them to be abusive or whatever caused them to do that the first time. Joseph... When you read the story of Joseph, when the famine struck, Joseph knew that his brothers will come and look for him. So, before all this happened, he made a law in Egypt. This is a background to the story, and it will help you understand this a lot. We made a law in Egypt that if anyone wants to come from outside to come and buy food, they can they will have to come as a family. That's why Jacob sent his family. Because he was expecting that his brothers will come. And he also, he wanted to be sure that these brothers, they, they are not the same brothers again. He wanted to be sure that, that when his brothers come, he will be able to identify them. So he said that if anyone comes into Egypt, this is the immigration policy. If anyone comes into Egypt through any of the gates, write their names down. And when he knew that his brothers had come into Egypt, listen to this. He, first when the brothers came for three days, they were looking for Joseph. They knew, he, they knew that he had sold him into, in, into Egypt. So they, were, they kept looking for him in Egypt. And saying, 
and looking for him. And then maybe they, the, the background tells us that they, they went to the house of Harlotry. They said, maybe this, this our brother is very nice. Maybe he's involved in it. They didn't find him. After three days, when Joseph found that his brothers have been around, looking around, when he met them, he, 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 before, even before that, there were different points. As soon as he realized that his brothers were in, there were different points in Egypt where they could buy grain. He brought the, the vine to his place. So that they will meet him. As soon as he saw them, the reason why he told them that they were spies, because he knew that they had been in the land for three days and had been looking around. So when he saw them the first time, he said, look, let me check these people. I am ready to forgive them, but I need to be sure that these are not the same people again. Are these the same brother selling people? First, he kept one brother. Then the next time, after approximately a little over a year, when they came back, when they wanted to go back, he kept Benjamin. When he was going back, he put the, the silver thing in there. I mean, I'm going to make sure that these people have changed. Because in some circumstances, when people have decided not to change, then it's a different ball game. When they came back and, 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 and Simeon got wild. No, we cannot lose Benjamin. Um, we, 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 please, we can't lose another one. We can't lose another one. We are not the same people again. We don't sell brothers. We don't sell brothers. Please, we have changed. Please, we have changed. <laughs> we, we are not the same people again. Please, if we, if we take another one, our, our, our dad will die. Something, will, something bad will happen. Please, we are not the same people again. <laughs> he wanted to be very sure. Because sometimes people like to take advantage of the situation knowing the background and keep repeating the same thing without a mindset to change. Oh, but imagine later on when he realized that these people had changed. He said, I genuinely forgive you. But what if he hadn't forgiven? That would have been the end of the story of Joseph. It was, it was it an easy thing? No. Because the very act they committed could have ended his life. Sometimes it's very painful. It's, it hurts. But if we realize that people have given up their acts and they are genuinely willing, especially in, in abuse situations, you must be also willing to forgive as much as lies with you. Later when the dad died, they said, oh my, Maybe now we'll see the true colors of Joseph. Joseph said, no, I'm not like that. I've genuinely forgiven you. Think about that. They nearly ended his life. I pray in the name of Jesus, may we receive the grace. It makes, it makes all the difference in relationships. In the marriage relationship, in the relationship at work, in the relationship with your children, in the relationship with other people. It makes all the difference if you can get to the place where you say, I genuinely forgive you. Very, very important. Jesus said, take care of those relationships before you come and offer your gift. Three, abiding, having good relationships proves you are not abiding in death. You are not abiding in death. In the face, same first John chapter 3, first John chapter 3, verse 14, he says, We know. Every time I see that the, the apostle John use that phrase, I get excited. We know. We are not guessing here. <laughs> this is not guesswork. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. You are a living corpse. That's a terrible thing. Look at all these words. Medra, liar, death. These are not good words. If you're a child of God, you shouldn't be associated with those words. He says, he who does not love we know we have passed from death to life. How do we know? Because we love. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. In Galatians chapter 5, the first fruit that shows up in the life of a Christian is the fruit of love. That is how we know that you are a child of God. That is how we know that you are born again. 
We know we have passed from death to life because we love. We love the brethren. And he who does not love his brother abides in death. You are, you are existing, but you are not alive. Death need, I mean, you are not alive. How would you feel somebody comes to your house and he says, today I have, your delivery is a bunch of dead bodies. Terrible thing. So what? I don't want dead bodies around here. Dead bodies belongs to the grave. <laughs> he who does not love, you may be a child of God, but you see what happens is that when you step out of love, you step into an area, into, the, into, into an area where the enemy dwells. In death, death signifies everything that the enemy stands for. You abide in death, and even though you are a child of God, he has access to you. One time, a certain woman, she had a condition in her body. I, I think it was liver or, or, or heart related, some condition in her body. And she had, been, she had been to every healing evangelist in America. They had laid hands on her. They had prayed for her. And still, she wasn't healed. And so she was in this meeting. And, she, and, and as the minister was talking, was talking uh, this thing came up about, about loving others and, 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 and not abiding in, in, in death. She said, look, I remember something that happened 25 years ago. When one of their parents died, they had a falling out, maybe over property or something. And as a result of that, they, she hadn't spoken to her brother for 25 years. Think about it. And she said, I know what I'm going to do. I am going to call this brother and ask for forgiveness. So she picked, and then after that, I will go and be prayed for for this condition that I've been prayed for several times, and it's not gone. She picked up the phone to call to call the brother, and the brother said, "Oh, I'm, I meant to call you myself to ask for forgiveness." And 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 she and she, and she said. No, it's my fault that we haven't spoken for all this while. You see, it's, these things affect us spiritually. Sometimes someone will ask, why am I, where is my miracle? Where is my healing? We are getting to the bottom of that. One area, that when you, when you make an adjustment, it will make a difference. I, I, it's my fault. The brother said, it's my fault. They went back and forth. And then finally, they settled on this. They said, we are going to split it 50-50. It's your fault 50%. It's my fault 50%. He said, you are coming to come see me. I'm in New York. He said, I'm come, I'll come and see you after this meeting. Right after that, you see, you see, she went to sleep and said, now that I've settled this, you see, one of the areas where, I mean, Jesus, I'll, I'll get into this later. So she said, I'm going to sleep. And when I wake up, I will go and be prayed for now that I've settled this, this issue. I'll go and be prayed for, for healing in my body for this condition she slept woke up and the whole thing was gone she didn't need to be prayed for just an adjustment in this area of forgiveness notice what jesus christ said relative to faith and prayer in mark 11 mark 11 we are talking about having good relationship. Jesus is interested in that. He says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Here he's talking about in the verse before, he's talking about mountains moving. He's talking about receiving answers to prayer. He says, verse 24, verse 23, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. 
Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Then the only thing he says will hinder your faith and your prayer is when you stand praying. The same moment that you are praying, the same moment you are trying to exercise faith, if you remember that you have something against someone, please go and settle that and be, be, forgive that person or your faith and your prayers won't work. The Father wants to forgive you, but you are not willing to forgive and to let go. I know it is not an easy thing, but do your very best. Don't hold anything. I don't have any hold anything against, no matter what they've done to me. No. I refuse because I, I need my faith to be working. I need my prayers answered. And if that area is going to hinder my prayers and my faith, please, I forgive you. Like my wife will say, I forgive you before you were born. <laughs> before you even came on the scene, I've forgiven you. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May nothing. You see, it's a dangerous thing. You, because you haven't forgiven, he sees that if you do not forgive, the Father will not forgive you. Please, let it, let it, no wonder he said, let it drop. Leave that thing there. Have that, settle that relationship. Don't have a, I don't, don't have a, you see, some people have a quarrel with everyone. Have a quarrel with everybody. No, it's going to hinder you spiritually. It affects your health. One, my minister was saying that arthritis, most of the time, not all the time, is this, the root of it is related to some bitterness somewhere. Please, I need my legs. I need everybody intact. <laughs> I am on a mission. <laughs> Everything has to function. I cannot afford to be sick. No. No, 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 no. no. I pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus is saying that our relationship, sometimes it places a stress on, it's not an easy thing. But he's saying that, look, take care of this thing first. Take care of this thing first. You don't want to abide in death. You don't want to get on the devil's territory where he can attack you, even though you are a child of God. Four, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my Lord and my God. Having good relationships shows you are no longer living in darkness. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. Verse 9. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says this. He who says he is in the light. And hates his brother. Is in darkness. Until now. Until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him no cause if you hate your brother he says you abide in darkness you don't know where you are going your next step you don't if you if, i mean i mean if you, if you are driving in the dark no light if you are walking and it's pitch dark no light you don't know your next step and it's because he's saying some way somehow there is hate for your brother and he said that there is no cause for stumbling in him it means danger ahead danger ahead how many of us want want to fall how many of us want to stumble? Everybody here wants to stumble? <laughs> no. Every one of us wants to be able to see the light and to walk in the light and to know the next step. Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? The next step of my life. He's saying that if you don't walk in love, if you hate your brother, if you don't have good relationships with the people that you see all the time, there is a cause for stumbling. Sooner or later, you are going to stumble. Very important. I want 
it's, it's not like someone says, I don't talk to me, I don't talk to me, I don't talk to me. You have all the reasons. I do not, you see, it's this, there's a cause, bad things are about to happen. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, receive the grace to love other people around you. You see, I don't want you to get surprises when you get to heaven. And while you are walking down here, I want you to experience God's best for your life. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may you experience his very best. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's wrap it up this way. Notice what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Your prayers, is, and, and he, goes, he goes on to say, And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have no love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my good to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have no love, it profits me nothing. I don't want to get to heaven and, heaven and be nothing there. Joseph, stop playing our rock and come. Come and, come and play, hit the, um, the, the, the clanking thing over there for me. I want to do, I have an illustration. <laughs> when I start playing, use the thing to hit this thing and keep making noise. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today. I, I, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Please, I need help. 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 What is he doing? He's making noise. That's what he means. He says, if you don't walk in love, all your prayers, it's a clanging symbol, it's making noise if you don't love your brother that you see. If you don't have good relationships. The father wants to forgive you, but he's saying that your prayers are making noise out there. Please, settle that. Do you see I was making noise? All of us were like, please, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> we, want to, <laughs> we want to hear something else. That's why he said, a clanging cymbal. Sounding brass. Oh, I don't want my prayers to be, made, to be, to, to be like that. I don't want to be nothing in heaven. Do you see how important this thing is? Very, 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 very important. If you are going to make it, and I see you, you will make it. I said you will make it. Amen. Nothing will stand between you and your walk with the Lord. First, first, take care of this. Then, do the other. Your faith can move mountains. You, you're giving, the Bible says, it says you're giving prophets nothing. I want my giving when I give to receive an increase. But he says this love area. If, if, imagine if everybody walked in this kind of love. I like this. Let me wrap it up in the amplified version. In, 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 I, li I like how he puts 1 Corinthians chapter, three, chapter 13. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We are talking about first things first. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in the Amplified Version. Notice how he reads it. Thank you, thank you, Lord. He says this. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, verse 4. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude or mannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights. 
or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a sufferer. God didn't pay attention to the wrong that we had done to him. And that is why Jesus Christ came. If he had counted our sins against us, he has said, let these, these people, uh, I don't know about them. Let, them, let them see to it. I'll keep my Jesus to myself. Let them figure it out. But he didn't pay attention to a suffered wrong. If everybody walked in that kind of love, this world would be a most beautiful place. But it's not like that. And we have to extend that, that love. It does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Or its own way. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Sometimes when people come and they're having marital problems, I, I'll tell them, we'll tell them, look, read this, you, the two of you together. Before you go to bed, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 13, from verse 4 to, where did we get to? 5, 7. You didn't even read that far. Love bears up under anything. And everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances and endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. You will not fail if you walk in love. The marriage will work when two people are walking in love. Parents and families will work when the families are walking in love towards each other. It will be like heaven. If there's any failure somewhere, we have to check this area. Love never fails. Am I self-seeking? Am I rude? Am I touchy? All these areas, all of us, let's do the self-examination. Love never fails. Let's all say that this morning. Love never fails. Shout it louder. Love never fails. Love never fails. I walk in love. And so I do not fail. I walk in love. The God kind of love. And so I do not fail. In Jesus mighty name. Love never fails. Is God a failure? No. Is the plan of redemption a failure? No. Love never fails. Read the back of the book. Who, who gets the last word? We are the ones. With God. In the name of Jesus, if there is any failure anywhere, I will have to start the, from that standpoint. Do I love God? Do I love the people that I see? Two things. Sometimes someone say, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to the workplace today. I'm going to tell them my mind. You go do the next thing, you'll be without a job. We're not interested in your mind. If it's the mind of Christ, we are interested. You will not fail in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said you will not fail in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will make it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your faith will work. Your prayers will work because your giving will work. The giving of your tithes, your offerings to different things will work because this one, this one. My prayers and my faith are not working. That's the first place I'll look. That's what Jesus said. Look in that area. That, as soon as he talked about faith and prayer, that was the next one. Check. I'll check that area first. Do I hold something against someone? You will not fail in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. I've talked long enough. We'll continue on Wednesday. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's, talk, let's thank God for his word this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All of us, when, Je when Jesus encountered Peter, he asked him several times, Peter, is this the way love should behave? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Three times he wanted to be sure. That Jesus, Peter had made a turnaround. Let's check our hearts this morning. 
and say, Lord, and then he said first, this is one of the first, the protons, take care of this first. Take care of this first. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in my heart of heart, I don't want, no matter what they did to me, it may have hurt, and receive the grace. Sometimes it's so painful, it's, it's not easy to go, but the power of God can supernaturally take it away so that you can, you can heal. In the name of Jesus, they hurt you, they did you wrong, but this morning receive the power of God to supernaturally remove that pain, to remove that hurt. In the name of the Lord Jesus, it will hinder you in your walk. You don't want, you want to live healthy. We must check this area. Lord, I forgive. Lord, I forgive. Lord, I let go. Oh, my Lord and my God. It can affect your destiny. The destiny of Joseph would have ended if he had not let go. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Let's talk to the Lord this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Lord, I forgive. Lord, I let go. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Talk to the Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.